0: You are listening to the Revive the World Ministries podcast. We hope this message encourages you to be all God created you to be so that you can impact the world around you with the love and power of God. For more information about us, you can visit our website at revivetheworld.org or visit us in person each Sunday at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesday at 6.30 p.m. We hope to connect with you soon. That today is his family Sunday. You know, the having the children with us is not a burden; it's a delight. These are just the sounds of family. <laughs> we hear the kids crying and and fussing and playing and laughing, and it's just the sound of family. <laughs> and I remember one time, kind of having a bad attitude. Um, and, G- and God just saying, ah, this is the sounds of family. Can you hear it? I'm bringing family together. I love, I love family. He loves the sounds of family. So um, don't get your britches in a bunch this morning if you hear kids crying. It's the sounds of family. God's answering our prayers for Family. He's bringing us together in community. Um, this morning, I want to talk today about cultivating community through celebration. I feel like God is in the mood for celebrating. And it's really beautiful that today is the, you know, the first Sunday of the month where we do Family Sunday. And we're bringing family together. And God's just so on cultivating community and what that looks like. There's a lot of things that are precious to us here at Revive as we cultivate honor in our relationships and identity. Um, And I really just feel like the Lord is bringing this thing of celebration to, to, to the forefront and what that looks like and how that helps shape community. So we're going to just jump right in here and get you guys to the altar, get you guys to the end of this thing so we can encounter Jesus and so we can go eat and enjoy community. But I really believe this morning as we were worshiping during our sound check, um, God reminded me of, I feel so, just being in here, I feel such a surge of power here. I feel the fire of God deep within me, and it's funny because cultivating community through celebration sounds like really like na-na-na, you know, not something that's super like supernatural, but it certainly is. God, the fire, we we have that sign. Revival looks like family. The fire of God is on community. It is on family, and He reminded me this morning that I'm doing fire and I'm doing wind. Has started singing about rain, and God wasn't on the rain. He was on the fire and the wind. He's coming. The Spirit of God is coming to blow on the flame that He already put on our heart as sons and daughters. The thing that He destined and designed us to be as sons and daughters, what we were made for. He'll never invite us into something that we were not made to do because that would be cruel. He's a good father. Anything he's asking you to do, he will prepare you and equip you because it's what you're made for. Because he's always calling us into our nature and what he designed us for. And so it's beautiful in this thing of celebration how God is teaching me to celebrate the flame of the other's heart. And as we do that, people will be welcome into family. you know it's so important in a culture of truth tellers and accountability that we have encouragement which we do well here i would say this is a house of encouragement that's the what the part of the prophetic is revealing the heart of god we have prophetic people here and it's beautiful to see. It's something that we're cultivating, that we're intentional about, and I and I see it in everyone that's a part of this church. Super prophetic people, encouraging people. But what we also need with a culture of truth, tells and accountability is celebration of one another. We need to not. Just, oh man, it's good. It's good news. This is good stuff. Think of this picture. What do we do in the prophetic? It's beautiful. It's encouraging. It's encouragement. But the way that we take encouragement to this level of celebration is not only revealing what the heart of the Father loves about the person in front of us. It's about allowing what he reveals to do something inside of me where it moves me to honor that thing that he loves in them. Where it actually celebration, celebration is for the community, everything and as we do that it's worship to God because family is a part of his plan but celebration is a part of the community we take our worship when we get together we celebrate it's like um it's like with spiritual gifts when you speak in tongues it edifies you but when we give a prophetic word other people can understand and it. it edifies the body Okay, when we worship on our own, it edifies me. But when we get together with community and celebrate, it, it edifies the body and it brings us to it as one in our worship. And so overall it is worship to the Lord. But celebration is about community, it's about involving the whole body, and we are his body. And so as I look at someone and I and, and, and I'm cr- encouraging them. God is, God is showing me. Allow wh- how I love them not just to move their heart, but allow it to move your heart. Do you honor, do you truly honor the thing that I'm showing in them that doesn't look like you? Can you value it and, and, and let it move your heart to fall in love? To fall in love with people to fall in love with the thing that, that I don't understand and doesn't look like me. And I've seen it and, 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 and it, and it, and it's beautiful to see when you're giving prophetic words to people and see them be so moved by God and be like, man, God's so good. He's so loving. He's such a good, loving God, and it, and it, and it draws you closer to him. But will you allow his character and his nature to be drawn into yourself and allow who he is and what he does create a, establish a belief system inside of you as you're moved by him that says, I am like my father. And I love and I honor the thing that that's different in the one in front of me, the the fire on their heart, the flame of their heart that God designed and put on purpose and said, you're important to the body. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. And I want to repent for not doing that. I want to repent for just being a a, a megaphone of of a voice that I'm hearing and not actually becoming the love that's flowing through me. Talking about the love and what the love's seeing and what the love's doing, but not really allowing the love to become who I am. And I want to repent to you for that. When I'm learning what this looks like with Holy Spirit. Allow him to move me with, in our differences because in community we all look different and sometimes it's annoying. <laughs> it's an, it can be annoying, you know? I mean, we're not made to be best friends with everybody. But we are, we, we are honor and love. And we have been called to submit one to another Man, what what a better what a better explanation of what submitting one to another looks like than me being able to get low and honor honor the thing in you that doesn't look like me and allow you to be a covering over me and and as you're a covering over me that thing that I don't understand I allow it to actually come alive in me too. It's really beautiful. So as I was thinking about all of this, I discovered some beautiful realizations. You know, I was jumping into the mind of Christ and trying to stay there. I jump out a lot and watch Netflix. Um, <laughs> so as I'm searching around there, what is this thing on Celebration God? What does it look like to fall in love with people? I, I had some, some realizations There is never a time where it's not a we in the body. There is never a time that I do anything that it's not a we. First of all, me and Jesus, yeah, we like that. We like that because then there's no, I get to decide what he's saying. I get to decide if it's right. I get to decide what I'm hearing. I get to decide whether they just didn't understand the word I gave them or or if it was wrong. I get to decide when to go, when to obey, when to not. You know, that's a part of free will, and it's beautiful, and it's relationship. But, but God calls us the body to operate as one. We drink of one spirit. And so it's always a we, me and Jesus. It's always a we because you and I. You and I as the body. We do it together. You are an extension of me, and I'm an extension of you. I need you, and you need me to do this thing the way that God intended it to be. Sound like a nursery rhyme. (laughs) But we need each other. It's a real thing. It's a real thing, and I think we all have a a desire inside of us for community. And the devil hates community. He hates it. When I came to this church, wanted to leave, didn't want to be here, hated everyone. God had a plan. And it had nothing to do with people, but when when I when I'm in my insecurities, when I'm so when I'm so in my own self stuff, I project everything that I, I'm afraid of onto everyone around me. I project my fears. Fears the only voice I can hear. And I came in here my biggest fear, being rejected, not not being worthy of connection not you know being a failure people finding out i'm a fraud or that i'm not who they think i am and and then you project it on everybody it's like well they don't like me i can tell cuz they breathed at me <laughs> and then i waved and they didn't see it and so i'm not going to come back here um they didn't remember my name and that that one person just like touched my shoulder and I don't like people touching me. She probably touched me because she doesn't like me. You know all the things we think of. They they're mad at me cuz I didn't volunteer to help in the nursery and they need helpers. They saw that I didn't lift, lift my hand high enough. The worship leaders, she's talking about me when right now. And I just can't come back here. They already have their people, they already have their things. And there's a spot for everything. I don't fit in anywhere. They don't want me here. Fear will project itself, our biggest fears. So God had a plan. And I came and I stuck it out. Relationship is one of the hardest, most rewarding thing I've ever fought for. And I encourage you today, if you're feeling that way, fight for relationship. Fight for community. And instead of trying to figure out all the things that you're not going to be good enough for, try to find all of the things that God is asking you to do while you're here. Try to find all the things that you were made for. God, what is your plan for me here? Holy Spirit, what does it look like for me to have a role in the body here? How can I encourage someone instead of waiting for, nobody encouraged me today. Everybody else got a word. How can I be an encourager? Everybody else is hanging out and going out to eat. How can I step out and build community? Does that make sense? You're an extension of me. I'm an extension of you. And we are Jesus manifest in the earth. We can't do it well. We won't be a good mirror of who he is unless we do it together. You know, it's really easy as a leader to make little mirrors of me. <laughs> to, to want people to look like me. To raise up people who look like me. And like everything that's not like me, you need to take that to Jesus Because we're not on that. And like, celebrate me, come on. Everybody gets to me. You're going to be like me, you're going to be like me. Come up and pray a little prayer so that you can be like me. And everything else that's not like me, I don't understand, and it's scary, and I don't want to deal with. And we create little leaders that are just duplicates of ourselves, and we forgot that we were supposed to get in the glory and behold who he is and allow the glory that the, to do something to us. To be honest, allow his mirrored image so that we'd be a mirror of Jesus in the world. And we're all when we're all mirrors of Jesus, we realize that, hey, the thing in you that I don't understand, I want to see where Jesus is at on it. Because you carry the image of God that I don't. We were made in his image. And we respond to the image of God. There's a response involved. And when we respond and honor people and celebrate them for the image of Jesus that they carry that looks different than us, community starts to happen. We start to see where people fit. We start to see how you see what I don't see and I need you and you need me second corinthians 3 18 in the new king james version but we all with unveiled face beholding as in a mirror the glory of the lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the spirit of the lord we're all being transformed into the same image but we all are we all are representing different sides of his face And if we'll take a minute to honor the image of Jesus, that's maybe the cheekbone or the shoulder or whatever it is, we'll be able to see a greater picture of who he is. And it's going to do something beautiful inside of our hearts. We are image bearers of Jesus. I want to talk a little bit about the power of celebration and how this all comes into play. So, the first thing that I want you guys to remember is celebration activates hope. When I celebrate, it raises my hope levels. When I celebrate, I get excited for the future. When I celebrate, it changes my focus. It changes my focus on what I'm paying attention to. It puts it back on being grateful and thankful. Number two, celebration attracts God, who He is. When we celebrate, God is near. When we celebrate, He comes close. He responds when we respond with joy. When we get excited, he comes close. It it doesn't just attract what he does. It attracts who he is, his character. So God is not, God doesn't just come and heal. He is healing. So when, God doesn't just come and do something. He We draw near to him, and he draws near to us, and he is healing, and our bodies respond to the image of God, the character of God, who he is, and we get healed. It's not about my special prayer or me doing all the right things. God is healing. God is restoration. God is joy. God is peace. God is hope. It's who he is. It's not what he does. And so when we celebrate, it attracts who he is to us. There's something on celebration. There's a reason why in the Psalms he says, he says, clap your hands, shout for joy. His banner over me is love. There's a reason why, why Paul says rejoice, and again I say rejoice. There's something on celebration. There's something that happens. The earth around us responds to the celebration of sons and daughters because God is near. Third thing, celebration, prophetic in nature, because it's worship and encouragement, it applies kingdom value. Whatever we celebrate, we're applying proper value to it. That's what the prophetic does. We apply the the value of heaven. And we get to do that when we celebrate people. The next one is celebration being cultivated in our lives is God's will. In 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18 in NIV, It says, rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. He's cheering us on in this thing. Rejoice, it's good for you. It's building community as you respond to what I'm putting in front of you, as you respond to my character when it's visible. I love how Tony says what we set our what we celebrate we set ourselves up to see. This is a beautiful principle and I'm going to break that down and what I think it means. When we respond to something with celebration, we establish kingdom value to it. We invest Okay, we're not Let's, let's, let's talk money here. We're not going to invest in something that we don't think is valuable. And our belief system of how valuable or worth that investment in is, is going to contribute to how much we invest in it. If we think there's going to be big fruit, we're going to invest big in it. And so in that, what we celebrate, we set ourselves up to see. When we invest with our celebration, our response then we get to get the fruit of that when we when we we sow when we sow there's that biblical principle of sowing and reaping When I sow with my response in celebration, because celebration is raising my hopes up for it. Celebration is establishing that God values this so I will value it. So when I sow with my celebration and my value system, what I get to do is reap what I've sowed into. And that's the biblical principle behind when we celebrate, we set ourselves up to see it in our own lives. Practical example, if we hear testimonies of people being healed, and I, I, my belief system is there's fruit there. My belief system is my hopes are up for them. My belief system, this is valuable to God, so it will be valuable to me. I'll allow my heart and my belief system to be established. And in that, and I'm going to put my celebration on it. I'm going to invest. I'm going to sow into that. And then what we do as we sow with that response, it establishes value. And I, my spiritual eyes will be open looking for ways in my life to celebrate again and see it happen. I'll be looking for ways. I'll be looking for moments where God puts something in front of me. And I want to celebrate it again and see it happen. I gotta reap that. I, get to, I, I reap where I sow. It's interesting that you know in, in, the, in, in the parable of the talents, it's interesting that he says he describes talent as talents, and then he also equates it to riches and treasure. And, you know, you know, we use that as talking about our gifts and what God puts before us. And it's and all of those things is God's character because he's not it's not doing healing. We're not doing healing. We're not in the business of doing healing. We're just in the business of bearing being image bearers of God and who he is is healing. And so when we step in the room and we look at people and we love them well, Jesus, healer, is right here. And he, they're able to be introduced to healing. And so it's, it's interesting. We equate that um, to, to, to these talents and, and to treasure. God gives us these beautiful treasures and, and we get to invest them. And in that, the one's response was to bury the talent he was given, and and essentially do nothing with it. In this, the point that I want to make is when we see God put something in front of us, his character, we have an opportunity to invest in it, to sow into it with our celebration, our response, as he says. There's a response on our end. And when we give our response of celebration, we get to reap. When we take this principle and we put it on people. There's a response for us when we, when we look at people and we allow ourselves to see the image of God in them. And when we respond as his kids, because we're made in his image and his likeness. When we respond to the image of God we're seeing in the person in front of us, even though it's different than us, we have an opportunity to sow by celebrating them well, and we get to reap the character of God that's on them in our own lives as we get low and celebrate each other. That is beautiful. What if we stop thinking about competing? What if we stop thinking about who's better And we just started celebrating our differences, celebrating what God is showing us is valuable and and important. And then we get to, because in the kingdom it's always a get to, we get to reap that in our own lives. Because we've gotten low. There's a covering that goes over us when we get low. When we submit one to another, it's not so that someone can control us. It's so that we can show them their proper value and we get a covering of love. So everything that's on their life that they're carrying, it comes down off of that umbrella onto us. We get an opportunity to see something we would have never seen and let it do something in us. We get an opportunity when someone comes over us and puts their covering of love like, oh man, now I understand that community is important because some people don't see that. Now I understand that operating in signs and wonders is important because I used to not see that. And now there's a special grace on my life because I've chosen to get low and honor and celebrate the thing I didn't understand in you. And it all goes back to honor. When we choose to celebrate and not imitate, when we choose to celebrate and not compete with, it allows ourselves to actually be able to receive from, from them and what God's doing in them. It allows our hearts to be moved by love. In 2 Corinthians 9 6, it says, Remember this, whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously. (laughs) If you think about that in this context, it's like, man, I wanna be someone who sows generously. I wanna be someone who celebrates people. I wanna be someone who celebrates. I wanna be someone who responds with celebration. I look at that response and that that word now. This is going to be my response to the goodness of God. This is going to be my response to the image of God that I see. Anytime his character shows up, people are given testimonies. That's the character of God. I'm responding with my celebration. Anytime I see see somebody um, operating out of exactly who they were meant to be instead of being like, man, maybe I could have did that better, or oh, I'll never do that like that. Maybe I could just say, bless them. Maybe I could just say, you are amazing, and, and that moved my heart when you did that. Wow, you're so good at this. This is, what, th- this is, this is for you. This is what you are made for, you know, celebrating each other. In community and in family, we get the privilege of sitting at the table together. He prepares the table. It's only our job to respond and sit down. He's already made it. There's already a chair for you. (laughs) And the only thing we have to do is choose to come and sit down could not be moved from family. It's interesting that communion is done around tables with family in community. We break bread. We break bread. We drink together. Isn't that? Isn't that what community is? The communion with us and with Jesus, it's a we. So I feel the response of Jesus in my own life to come and sit at the table, to be a part of community and not let where I'm seated at, where I'm not seated at, keep me or be my factor in if I'm getting up from the table. You know, a lot of us have a seat at the table, but we're really worried about, this isn't the seating assignment that I really wanted. <laughs> like, I wanted to be a little bit more over there with that group and sit there. And, well, maybe I want to go over here. I didn't want to be too close to the middle. I'm too close to the bathroom. Like, wh- I need. where's my seat? I don't like my seating arrangement. Can it be moved? Can I just move my tag around? And so we're not sitting at the table because we're so worried about the assigned seats. We're not sitting down and being a part of community and making roots because we're like, I don't like my assignment here. I don't think this is right. I don't think I heard from the Lord. And he's like, you haven't even sat down. You haven't even looked at the menu. So worried about who's sitting next to us. And that person doesn't look like me. I want to sit by the people who look like me or maybe that person looks too much like me and I need to sit by people who like are not like me because I need to grow and these people aren't going to help me grow. What if we just sat down? What if we just listened to the invitation of the Holy Spirit saying, come and sit and dine, come and feast, come and eat the bread of my body and commune with one another and become the body. How are we going to be the body if we won't sit and eat eat the bread of his body that was broken for us so that we could be a body made whole, the whole church operating together as one in all of our unique design? We need you. I need you. Would you come and sit at the table with me and our family here? You know it's interesting. I'm going to close with this. He never mentions food. He does say he prepares a table in the presence of our enemies in Psalms 23 5. <sighs> but I think that that really just shows Jesus' character because I think it says a lot of things. He's not worried about the enemy. And maybe that you're focused on the wrong enemy i'm going to set a table because i actually called the ones who you are calling your enemy to sit beside you to sit across from you to be at the table too so worried about your enemies i'm i'm preparing a table would you come and sit would you come and sit i've made room for each one i have a special assignment just for you where you're going to shine the brightest where you're going to make the most impact, where you're going to be the most fulfilled if you just sit down. You know, he never talks about food because he's saying, come and once you sit, we can really begin to feast on who I am. Come and once you sit and look across at the person's eyes on the other side of the table, you'll be able to feast on who I am, the image that they're carrying that you haven't seen yet. Come and feast on my goodness and who I am, my character. If you'd only sit and see, see the one across from you that you never even took a second glance at, but they carry the very image of God that's going to change your life, that's going to transform you, that's going to impact the world. Would you come and sit at the table? Don't be worried about where you're seated at. Just be wor- just be focused on where I'm at and I'm what you're coming to feast on. So, will you guys stand with me? I believe that, I mean, I know that this is for me. Even as a leader, um, it can feel hard to take a seat at the table. There, it can feel like there's a lot of expectations. It can, it can, there can be lies that still come up even as pastors and teachers and leaders. That once you sit down at the table and you really you you really make yourself at home here, people are gonna realize that you're not who who they thought you were. People are gonna see that like you don't just wake up farting with joy in the morning. People are gonna see that like you're you don't got it all together and you make mistakes. It can be hard even as a leader to take a seat at the table and not feel like, I want to get out of here because people can see me down here. We're eye level. We're in this thing together. We're making a commitment together that we're not going to run. And if we could only just open up our eyes, let our spiritual eyes be enlightened to the light of his face. we would be able to really see the person in front of us. We'd be able to really see and celebrate each one. And then we can start really feasting. It's time to feast, guys. It's time to feast. The the fire on the altar is ready for the bread of the body. The fire on the altar is ready for the bread of the body. He doesn't want any more incense. He wants the bread of the body to be on the altar. He doesn't want any more songs that we're not going to live. He wants the bread of the body on the altar. He wants people who will choose relationship, who will choose to stick it out and sit down even when it's uncomfortable. Because it's what he's calling us to. This is how we start to look like his body in the Moving as one, finding our place, how we can support the other, not how we can be seen and supported. Where, is, where am I supporting? Where am I coming in? It's very beautiful that we get to do this together. Will you close your eyes with me? Jesus, I thank you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. We accept your invitation this morning to come and sit and feast on who you are. We accept your invitation this morning to open our hearts to be moved by you. To open our hearts to be moved by what you value in the one who we can't stand. We open our hearts to be moved to value the one that you're putting in our sphere of influence. We we open our hearts to you to, to be moved to value where you've assigned us, where you've seated us at the table and stop looking to my right and to my left and just feast on the bread. Just drink of the same spirit. Just putting our eyes on you, King Jesus, and allowing you to do the rest. Thank you, God, that nothing else will ever fulfill our need to be seen, wanted, love the way that you've designed us to be fulfilled in that through community in the body. What an amazing privilege it is to be in family together. What an amazing privilege it is. Right now in this moment, I believe that the Lord is beginning to come and show, show some of you what your role is. I believe the Lord's coming to show you, this is what I made you for. It doesn't always look like pastor, teacher, preacher, evangelist, you know, it doesn't look like, always look like from a stage, because those aren't the most important roles. Those aren't the most important roles. We need the whole table filled. He's looking for a whole bride. He's looking for the whole thing. Who wants to come back to a set of hands? He's looking for the face and the eyes. He's looking to kiss the lips of the bride. He wants to come back to a whole, whole and holy bride body. I believe the Lord's coming and showing you this is what you were made for. You're an encourager, you're a comforter, you carry my image well. This is what I see in you. Allow it to shine, allow people to see it. A lot of times all the fears, the things we've been projecting, God, those are the exact opposite. The father of lies will come and tell us we are not exactly what we are. He reveals his hand in that. So if you're hearing negative things, if you're hearing things that are negative about you, speak the opposite of yourself. Allow the opposite of that to do something in your heart because that is the truth of God over you. Well, I I don't fit in here. You are fully accepted and this is where you're meant to be. People don't value what I think is important. It's because you have a special voice to help people see what they're not seeing. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And to close today, what I would like to do is just just with you and Jesus, not worrying about anything else, I I want you as he's showing you what he sees in you and what you look like in the body, not just here, but the, the body of Christ. Would you make a choice within yourself to say, I will celebrate the image of God that you've put on my life. I will celebrate it in me so that I can celebrate it in other people so that I can celebrate your image on other people. I celebrate the image that you put on my life. I celebrate the flame of my heart. What you made me for, I celebrate it. What an honor. It's a get to. So Jesus, we do that this morning. We we accept your invitation to what we were made for. We, we, we celebrate. <laughs> we celebrate how you made us perfectly. We celebrate how you designed us perfectly. We celebrate the way that, the, the way that our mind works. Our, we, we celebrate our creativity. We celebrate our intellect, God. We celebrate the way we see the world. We celebrate the way our expression of who you are. We celebrate and allow this expression to be worship always because we're completely undone and accepting of it. And Jesus, we choose to take a seat at the table and be seen. I just want to make that invitation available to you and and give you an opportunity to respond to that by, in your own words, however you want to do it, when you feel that it's real and genuine inside of yourself saying to the Lord, I choose to take a seat at the table. I choose to take a seat at the table. Ask our prayer team to come up. Maybe this step for you looks like I need to open up to some people about what's really going on. I need to tell somebody. I need to give somebody an opportunity to 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 celebrate me. prayer team is going to be up here. This is a a great opportunity to to get with somebody when we close to, to open up, to take a step towards community, to take a step towards family. Maybe there's some repentance that needs to take place in relationships today Maybe there's some some wrongs that need to be right maybe there's some things that need to be squashed today. Maybe you just need to get somebody else and look them in the eyes and say, hey I need I need some accountability in this I want to I want to stay at the table but I' I'm, it's hard for me and this is why. As always, if you need any kind of prayer, our team is here. We trust them. So Jesus, I bless. I bless family, God. I celebrate my family. I celebrate. I celebrate. I respond to the image of God that I see in these beautiful people as I look across the room. I respond with celebration this morning. You're so good. You're so kind that you would make us image bearers of of the Holy One. You would make us image bearers of your likeness, God, because you love us. How beautiful the feet of Jesus. How beautiful we are as believers. How beautiful. Oh, you shine with his glory. How beautiful the shining face of his loved one. God, I bless what you're doing, and I bless each one as we go today. We continue to worship you with our lives. We continue to commune with you through community and fellowship today. In Jesus' name, amen. If you have prayer needs, you want to come up, come on up. We love you guys. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. We will see you Wednesday, 630.